the Tom Sumner Program. Old fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! <laughs> I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Not an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom, how are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. This is Mayor Sheldon Neely, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Show.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is the president and CEO of Goodwill Industries International. Prior to joining Goodwill, he held executive positions in the public and private sectors, including serving as secretary of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development and as the administrator of the U.S. Small Business Administration, (coughs) Uh, leading both of those uh, agencies during uh, times of national crisis and uh, he joins me now by phone his name is Stephen Preston uh, Stephen good morning welcome to the show oh thank you for having me I appreciate it very much 
Um, let's talk about uh, the the new Goodwill National Poll that was uh, uh, taken during the uh, midst of the pandemic. Um, and and it, it seems to indicate that some of the people that are looking for jobs now say they lack the skills they need to get good jobs. Is that because the industries yeah, they were in just dried up? They just don't exist anymore? Um, there is some of that. What we saw, what we've seen for many years uh, now has been you know, a transition out of certain kinds of jobs. You know, with the, as the economy evolves, you see new jobs forming that didn't exist before and other jobs going away because of automation or because people, um, you know, are using certain services or certain products, uh, you know, more uh, and, and others less. Uh, we also see the need for skills in existing jobs going up. Uh, in fact, a study just came out last week that showed that in the existing jobs in the economy over the past two years, uh, the job descriptions have actually changed by 37%. I think what they did is they actually like looked at the words in the job descriptions that described the skills you needed and how those same job descriptions changed over, over the last couple of years. So it's, it's a transition in the kinds of jobs, but it's also an increase in skills required for the existing jobs. Um, and that's not going to change. Um, what we saw during the pandemic uh, was an acceleration of this. Uh, we, we all kind of felt it, right? You know, we were on, you know, Zoom calls. We didn't even know what Zoom was before, right? <laughs> well, right, we were on Zoom yeah. calls. Uh, people were doing a lot more shopping online. You know, we were uh, uh, more likely to do uh, telemedicine. In fact, I, I have a particular doctor that, um, uh, you know, I don't even go to see anymore. I just, I just have online phone calls. So um, those changes accelerated in the pandemic, and as a result, it sort of trickled down into what you need to do any number of jobs. You know, I, I, I'm curious, um, after having held uh, positions in, in uh, government agencies like HUD and the uh, U.S. Uh, Small Business Administration, do you feel like you were able to do much in those jobs, or do you feel like you can do more now at Goodwill? Well, I, I, I definitely felt like I was able to do a lot in those jobs. I served in um, in two national crises when I was at the Small Business Administration. I came in after about 10 months after Katrina, and the Small Business Administration uh, provides loans to homeowners and businesses rebuilding after a big national disaster. So we, we really had to accelerate aid to those people, and I think that was, that was very important. And then when I was at HUD, I was at HUD during the housing crisis. So during that period of time, we really needed to advance programs that helped people um, uh, be able to stay in their homes. We saw millions of people going through foreclosures and that type of thing. Um, and, uh, and we also advanced programs to help people uh, get, get mortgage funding for their homes when mortgage funding was driving, drying up. So I, I, I definitely did see ways in the government to do that. And in part, it was because we were in the middle of these crises where we had to, 
you know, make those things happen. I do think, however, at Goodwill, you know, we're the, we have just a remarkable opportunity based on where we are today uh, in our society. Goodwill is the largest provider of job training and job placement services um, in North America among any nonprofit, right? We've been doing it for over a century. And what we find is that increasingly people need more job training and more support because of the increasing requirement for skills. And if we can do our job well, I think it will continue to touch the lives of millions of people in achieving a much better future for themselves and their families as they look to um, train themselves, invest in themselves so that they can get on a, uh, on a pathway to, uh, to better employment. Um, and the neat thing that we're doing right now is we're working a lot with corporations to kind of come together with us in a coalition to do that so that you know, it's not only what Goodwill can do directly, but it's also tapping into the capabilities of many large companies, whether they're employers or people that can provide training um, or other kinds of support to people in their local communities. Is this the, uh, the Rising Together initiative? Yeah, it is. It is. Rising Together is, a, uh, is an initiative through which we brought together and continue to bring together uh, large corporations to help us with our mission of training and developing people and helping them uh, find meaningful employment. Um, in some cases, those companies are providing funding uh, in local markets to support uh, job training programs. We've received a lot of funding from companies to, uh, to provide digital skills classes. Uh, this is a huge issue uh, in, our, in our country because when people hear digital skills, they think, well, they're going for a technology job. Well, that's not the case. Most jobs, and certainly most um, well-paying jobs, require some level of digital skills to, to do almost any kind of work, whether it's office work or working in a retailer or anything. So, um, uh, Stephen, what do you mean by digital? What do you mean by digital skills? Uh, programming so or just familiarity make- with uh, with computers and, and various kinds of software? Yeah, that's such a great question. It's both. Uh, so. Uh, when we launched our digital skills program, so the entry level of the program was, let's help you understand how to get on your computer, do internet searches, do email, uh, apply for jobs, uh, you know, look up things that you need. That was sort of the entry level. And then you could go up various levels so that, uh, you know, the next, next level up might be learning how to do, you know, uh, you know, Microsoft suite like Word, uh, or the Google suite, and then as you go up, you learn to become, uh, to, to gain skills to actually become a technology professional, maybe a help desk and even programming. So at the beginning, it's just being proficient. As you move up, you're getting skills for many kinds of jobs, and then as you move up even higher, you can actually qualify for IT jobs. More with Stephen Preston from Goodwill Industries International, straight ahead. Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner.
I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. If you have traveled to a country with a widespread outbreak of COVID-19, CDC recommends you stay home and check your health for 14 days after returning to the United States. Take your temperature with a thermometer two times a day. Watch for symptoms like fever, cough, and trouble breathing. And if you feel sick or have symptoms, call ahead before you go to a doctor's office or emergency room. Tell the doctor about your recent travel and your symptoms and avoid contact with others. For more information, visit cdc.gov. Hey, this is Tom from the Tom Sumner Program. Catch me and a gaggle of great guests weekdays on Our Voices Radio, WFOVLP 92.1 FM. You never know who might drop by. Joe Biden from the Blue Hawaiian. Dan Serling. Congressman Dan Kildee. Alexander Zondrick. Dr. Comedian Joe Napote. Woodrow Stanley. U.S. Senator Debbie Stabenow. State Senator Jim Annan. Comedian Brian McCree. The unknown comic. Mark Farner. And Tom, I want you to know Tom's my friend. You know, you've always got great questions, and you know the material, and you, and you care about it, and it's, uh, it's that's impressive. Nice to be with you, Tom. And I admire you for reading all of that. I haven't read the whole thing. I've got willing to admit that. <laughs> hey, Tom, this is my favorite interview all It's like having coffee at the kitchen table with you. Tune in Monday through Friday from 9 to 12 right here on 92.1 of a Kind. And check out our website at TomSumnerProgram.com. Yo, speaking. Oh, dear. Honey, our car warranty is expiring again. So soon? It just expired last week. You don't even own a car! Not now, Dana. Your father's on the phone. Hey! Mom and Dad, you're being scammed! It's a robocall! Scammers are using new technology and clever tactics to make more and more calls that look legitimate, but are hard to trace. They can make it look like they're calling from any number, even from numbers of people you know. My robocall crackdown team is working with state and federal partners to stop the robocalls for good, but I need your guys' help. Don't trust your caller ID. Verify you're really talking to the person whose number appears when your phone rings. If you accidentally answer a robocall, hang up right away. Engaging in conversation will only lead to more calls. Use a call blocking app on your cell phone that stops robocalls before they interrupt your day. And if you do get a robocall, File a complaint with my office online at mi.gov slash robocalls. And mom, dad, please do not give your information out to these scammers over the phone. They're just trying to trick you. Well, at least they call. No, I get it. You're busy. But you know, Janine's daughter is a doctor. She calls every week. A doctor. I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection.
Hello, this is State Senator Jim Ananick, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Stephen Preston from Goodwill Industries International, straight ahead. How how much has, has Goodwill evolved in terms of um, really twofold? The job training program, which in the early days was really about um, uh, people that were disabled, and and then the funding part of of goodwill which was really creative um in that the resale stores helped fund the training programs yeah so we have evolved a lot uh uh we still have a very large number of people with disabilities that we support. It's a very important group of people that we're committed to, uh, and uh, and uh, we, we we you know tens of thousands of people uh, with disabilities get support through Goodwill. Uh, in addition to that, however, and a larger population now is people uh, who've got other types of challenges. So, for example, over eighty percent of the people we serve have a high school degree or less. Um, not surprisingly, uh, those are people for whom, you know, a, a skill can be a real differentiator in getting a job. Tens of thousands of people who've been incarcerated, uh, over 50,000, last year over 50,000 uh, veterans uh, who are often going through transition and need support there. So the mandate has, has gotten much uh, broader. Um, and uh, and as a result, I think the services we offer have become much broader as well. And how do um, people connect with the 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 jobs that are available at Goodwill? Are, are these are these referrals? Do people walking off the street? <laughs> how do they get in enrolled yeah. into these programs? Yeah. So there, there, there are two things here. Um, number one is we employ over 120,000 people uh, in North America, actually in the stores and in other uh, business activities that we have. So we actually do. Oh, Stephen, I lost you. I don't. Yes, yeah, Stephen, I lost you. You're not coming through at all. If you can hear me, maybe we should uh, disconnect and, and reestablish the connection. Oh, there you go. I heard something. Yep, I'm on. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. Let's just pick it up there on uh, different ways that people Sorry, can get Tom. enrolled in programs. Hey, it happens. Yeah, so yeah, so there are a couple ways people can get enrolled in programs. Number one is uh, you can actually apply for a job at Goodwill itself. And in many cases, uh, the people that come to Goodwill uh, for jobs, that, that's their first step on, on their path forward. Uh, and we employ over 120,000 people. Uh, the other way is to find a, a local job center 
where you can actually connect with a person that can support you in your job search. You may be able to get support um, in assessing the skills you have today and the jobs that are available in your market and actually applying for those jobs. And you may also be able to get support uh, for other kinds of training, whether it is, as we just talked about, digital skills. In some markets, we actually have support for um, manufacturing skills or healthcare skills. So uh, you will be able to find out what's available in your local market by contacting those local job centers. The other thing you can do is you can go to goodwill.org. And at goodwill.org, you can actually take some online classes. You can, you can take uh, some courses in how to prepare for uh, interviews and for your job search. And you can also actually look for jobs and apply for jobs in your local area right on that website through our partnership with Indeed.com. And and the other part of of the um, goodwill system is the the stores and and the the resale shops. Are they still generating a significant amount of revenue, or is most of the underwriting for goodwill now coming through uh, direct contributions and perhaps contracts with uh, with some businesses for certain kinds of work? Yeah, the stores are still very important, uh, and so um, we're very thankful for our donors, and we're very thankful for our shoppers, and what they should understand is whenever they support those stores, all of that stays in your local market. Right? We have Goodwill is a big national organization, but we're actually a collection of 155 local organizations, and each one of those local organizations is completely committed to and focused on those local markets. So that's a very big thing. In addition to the funding that comes out of those stores, uh, we also participate in programs where some of the funding comes through various governmental sources, and uh, in some cases, uh, the funding comes through philanthropic donations. But the stores are essential uh, and will continue to be essential to our future. Have the um, the items that that are turned over in the stores have they changed dramatically in in recent years? Uh, we see we continue to see I think a a, a pretty um, uh, you know diverse set of goods that come to us. We see all sorts of things. Uh, we can we I think the the, the donation level. Is very robust. We saw a lot of people cleaning out their closets and their garages during the pandemic, and they continued <laughs> to. So that's been very robust. We, we, we love that. We love those people. We, we, we love your cluttered closets, and we want to help you with that problem. Uh, we we thought it was going to be just kind of a uh, you know a very short term phenomenon, but it continued for a couple of years, and it's still continuing pretty solidly. So uh, we're continuing to find strong support. Uh, the, the the other thing we've begun doing more of is if, if people are donating things of very high quality, we want to make sure that we um, really honor that donor by getting the greatest value uh, for their donation because that way we can use you know we can use that funding to help the people who need it. So in many cases we're selling more things online because um, you know it'll get more visibility by people who may pay for that. And um, we're even seeing in some markets where we're opening up uh, boutiques. 
so uh, we're, we're trying to extract as much value out of every donation that we can while ensuring that there's, there's plenty of great stuff uh, in the stores for people who are looking for treasures there. Well, yeah, because there are a lot of people who, you know, are maybe a little tight on funds and they, they look for secondhand deals to, to get by and make ends meet. And, and uh, Goodwill has always fulfilled a, an important role in that. Um, yeah, and I, and, I, and I would tell you that last year, 2021, was the, was the, um, was the largest year in our history. Uh, in terms of sales, we really did have a very significant um, number of shoppers and donors uh, that supported us. Really? I I was going to ask, uh, over the last two years, or maybe a little more than two years now, um, I, how has Goodwill been affected by the pandemic? Yeah, well, in, in 2020, we had to close uh Virtually all of our stores, like many retailers, did, and so uh, that certainly affected our sales in 2020. And it, it um, uh, you know, thankfully though, uh, all of our local organizations, those 155 that I mentioned, all of them came back from the pandemic, uh, and uh, and they're operating strongly today. So 2020 turned out to be a blip, uh, without a question. But even um, many years before that. Uh, and and now in 2021, we've seen uh, consistent growth at um, uh, in terms of sales. Well, that's tremendous. Who are some of the partners that are working with uh, Goodwill and its um, Rising Together initiative? Yeah, I would. I, I, first one I would mention is, is Google. Google has been a remarkable partner. They have um, funded uh, digital training programs for the last five years, uh, and they have been um, uh, really helpful to us in expanding in that, you know, in that area. Today, they're doing even more. They're providing curriculum to train people on digital skills. And, um, and then through another partner called Coursera, uh, many people may know Coursera. It's a very large online uh, training company. Uh, with classes on any, any number of things, uh, people who come into local Goodwills for support can actually get free online um, digital training through Coursera if the content's provided by Google. Uh, another important partner of ours is uh, Indeed.com. Uh, it's the largest job search engine. They held uh, local job fairs for people. Uh, they provided support for people with their resume writing, uh, and interview preparation, and uh, and you know now anybody who wants to look for a job on Goodwill.org actually links right into that Indeed job engine. Accenture is another great partner. They've helped us in any number of ways, but I think one of the most exciting things I've seen, in addition to the um, other support they give us, is Accenture has begun hiring people uh, who've come through our programs into really wonderful career opportunities. And, uh, in fact, I just was reading a, uh, a story in one of, about one of our local um, uh, participants who was homeless with four children. Uh, she'd come from another country. Her language skills were, were not very strong. She came to Goodwill. Within four or five months, she got through our initial uh, training program. It was a particular um, digital skills program. 
Accenture hired her into an internship, and then they put her in an apprenticeship program, and now she and her four children have a home. She's been progressing in her job, and her life is completely different. And it's because a major employer said, well, we're committed to hiring people uh, who can use our support, and um, and now Accenture has, has said that a significant number of the people they're hiring in the U.S. are going to be people without college degrees because we believe that we've got a lot of capable people in our country who are getting the skills they need um, that will be great in these roles, even if they don't have traditional degrees. Um, Stephen, what prompted uh, Goodwill to do this uh, this national poll? Well, you know, in the country today, we have kind of a puzzling situation that we want to understand better. We've got 11.5 million unfilled jobs, right? And a lot of those are really good jobs. And companies are saying, we can't find people to fill our jobs. We can't find people that have the skills, and we really need them. On the other hand, uh, unemployment's very low. So it's not surprising it's hard to find people. We only got about 6 million people that are unemployed. But when you look a little deeper and you add in people that are what you would call underemployed, so they don't have a full-time job, but they're looking for a full-time job, or people who are earning very low wages and having a hard time supporting themselves and your family, their families. If you add those people together, you got over, well over 20 million people in the country um, who are sort of what I would call sort of insufficiently employed or underemployed, unemployed. So we wanted to understand what people were going through in the job market. We hear anybody who wants a job can get a job. That may be true, but <laughs> a lot of people need better jobs. So when we interviewed people, and we talked to about 2,300 people, people who were looking for jobs, who um, were not in, currently in an ideal job or were even unemployed, all of them said that the biggest barrier they had to finding jobs that they wanted were skills. And in fact, they said, we've actually looked at jobs that we wanted and didn't apply because we knew we wouldn't get picked because we didn't have the skills that were needed. So then we said, well, okay, um, would you be interested in opportunities to get training, to get skill support, or to other kinds of assistance in moving forward in the job market? And overwhelmingly, people said, yes, yeah, we see the jobs, we want the jobs, we want help to get those jobs. So we've got this crazy situation where, you know, we've got all these great jobs available that employers really want to fill, and we've got millions of people who want to fill those jobs. And, and the bridge between the two is getting skills that they need to be able to do them, and they want that. So it was just a huge, I think a huge call for all of us to hear that we need to be able to provide support for people and it's in a way that's good for employers and good for people at the same time. Are there enough training uh, spots and, and training opportunities to bridge all those gaps, or is that the big challenge ahead of everyone? I, I don't think that's the big challenge. I think, I think it, it could be a partial challenge, but I don't think that's an issue today. You know, we've got uh, uh, over 600 job centers across the country at Goodwill. 
Um, so uh, we've got uh, a network of community colleges, and many of them provide very important support. Uh, there are all types of other smaller local organizations that provide these supports. I think the bigger challenge is different. Number one, I think people don't know where to go. Um, many of the people um, that need that support don't have networks uh, where people have gone through this process before. If you, know, if you grew up in a family where your parents went to college or you've got all these people that, that are in different professional careers, there are any number of people you can go to to say, like, how did you do that? What should I do? Who should I call? A lot of people don't have access to those networks. That's number one. Number two, it's not just about taking a class for many people. If you're a single mom and you've got two kids at home, you probably need childcare uh, at times. You might need transportation support. Um, and the third thing a lot of people need is they need coaching to get through the process. If you've never done this before, I mean, like, how do you know what you need? <laughs> how do you know what job to look for? How do, how do you know what's out there? And so when you walk into a Goodwill Center where there's a career navigator, somebody will sit with you and say, well, tell me about yourself. Let me, let me ask you to take a couple of assessment tests so we know kind of where your skills are. Let's, t let's talk about what jobs are available in your local market and what training is available for you to be able to get those. Walking with people through that journey, I think, can be one of the most important factors in helping people move forward. Now, at the end of the day, people need to do this for themselves. But what we're hearing is people are saying, I want to do this for myself, but I need help. I need help in understanding what I need, and I need help in getting what I need. And... Um, so I think it's, it's, it's finding those supports and making sure that we can provide them to people. You know, Stephen, you mentioned something a little, um, a little earlier about um, <clears throat> job centers. And, um, and I'm glad you brought up how, how people might not know what the first step would be and where these job centers are at. What, what is the first step? If someone hears this or knows someone um, and they can pass along, you know, you need to go to this place to get started, and they will refer you to wherever you need to go from there. Um, do most communities yeah. have those, and, and how would people most easily find them? Yeah, you'd go into goodwill.org, which, is once again, that's the main website, and um, there is a uh, like a little map with a geo with a, a location finder, and you can type right into there what your location is, and you should see a number of locations popping up. Um, uh, one of those locations may be a job center itself. Um, if you don't see the job center in one of those locations, just click on a store and click on the website and for that store, and it'll take you to the web page for your area, and you'll be able to look in there. But uh, if that goodwill.org uh, website will, will, will be your first step in finding the local support that's available in your market. Well, my guest is Stephen Preston, the CEO and president of uh, Goodwill Industries International. And um, Stephen, thank you so much for spending this time and, and sharing your expertise and, and these uh, programs and, and subsequent information with me and the listeners this morning. And by all means, keep up the good work. Well, thank you for getting the, getting the word out. I, I appreciate it very much. Okay, take care, Stephen.
Bye-bye. Bye. Again, uh, Stephen Preston, President and CEO, Goodwill Industries International. They've just done a uh, national poll that says amid pandemic, majority of current job seekers say they lack skills needed to access good jobs. So that's the uh, task at hand. Find uh, job centers and, and get yourself back in the game. And with that, we're going to uh, take a short break, and we'll be back with more of the Tom Sumner program.
Hey, <laughs> this is the Unknown Comic, and guess what? You're listening to the Tom Sumner Show right now, and now, and now too, and even now. It's 2022, and this year the Tom Sumner Program begins its 14th year. It would not be here without support through the years from individuals and organizations like these. Seth David Radwell. East Village Magazine. Flint Institute of Music. Hello, I'm Maestro Ricky DeMeg. Flint Community School. MTA Flint. Flint Comics and Entertainment. Hamity Complete Food Center. The Flint River Watershed Coalition. W.H. Weiscarver. The Genesee County Road Commission. Long Museum Auto Fair. Thomas Appliance. The Genesee Health Plan, Flipflip Technology, Mark Community College, it's Pure Michigan. Friends on Facebook have also helped by contributing to the show's online fundraisers two or three times a year. If you would like to help the Tom Sumner program continue to thrive by becoming a sponsor, send an email of interest to Tom at TomSumnerProgram.com. Add your name to the list of supporters, past, present, and future. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon, they will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work, and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, the hugger, and see her on her birthday. You know, I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people and we've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you. Do you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, Visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom It's Dana. Dana? Something must be wrong. She never calls. Dana? What's wrong? Take this down. She's stranded on the side of the road. I'm not. She needs us to send her an Amazon gift card. I don't. And she'll use it to pay the tow truck driver. I won't. Mom, Dad, that's not me. It's a scam. Scam artists will call, text, or email people trying to get them to buy a gift card from Amazon or some other company. And then ask for the gift card number over the phone. Remember, gift cards are for gifting, not for paying people. If someone asks for payment using a gift card from Amazon, Target, or some other store, it's a scam. Hang up or delete the message. 
These scammers are awful. Wish they'd pretend to be her brother sometimes. Be nice to hear from him. For more tips on avoiding scams, visit michigan.gov slash AG for your connection to consumer protection. I get the uneasy feeling Rod Serling is behind one of those doors. Rod Serling. Rod Serling. What's this, the Twilight Zone? Where is everybody? I would have been headed for the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. If I go any lower, I'll be in the Twilight Zone. All right. Oh, but Jethro's right at home in the Twilight Zone. I'm in the Twilight Zone. Now, having made this little jaunt into the Twilight Zone, I got a feeling something strange is about to happen in the Twilight Zone. Hi, this is Ann Serling, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Ladies and gentlemen, in Philip Rapp's creation, the Bickersons. (laughs) This day will go down in history as precedent-shattering. John Bickerson is smiling. Despite the lateness of the hour, the fact that he has had perhaps the hardest day of his life at the office, John Bickerson is smiling. Why? Tell us, John. Two weeks vacation with pay. Wait till I tell Blanche, brother, how I've longed for this. I'll sew myself into the bed sheets and sleep for ten days. John? Hello, Blanche. How is my beautiful wife? What? Would you like me to bring you a glass of milk and a cookie? And here's a little present for you. You look wonderful, honey. Oh, this is awful. What's the matter? This morning I burned my hand on the stove. I ripped my only pair of nylons. My inlay fell out, and now you come home drunk. What are you talking about? I'm not drunk and you know it. Then why are you so nice to me? What's the use? When I come home tired, can't smile, she beefs. When I come home and try to be pleasant, she accuses me. Put out the lights. You're not going to bed with your shoes on. Yes, I am. I work like a horse. I might as well sleep like a horse. Why did you bring me a present? What have you been up to, John? Bring his wife a present. Oh, stop it. A husband doesn't bring his wife a present unless he's done something wrong. I've brought you a million presents and I've never done anything wrong. Never. Not since the day I married you. I wish you'd let me sleep. Sure. Sleep. That's the easiest way out when you've got a guilty conscience. Blanche, I tell you, I haven't got a guilty conscience. Then why did you buy me an expensive present? It isn't an expensive present. It's the crummiest present I could find. I could believe that, all right. What is it? Why don't you open it and see? I bet you've gone and thrown away your money on some stupid thing I can't even use. Oh, you can use it fine. A home beauty outfit. It's got everything, just what you need. Wrinkle cream, freckle remover, hair darkener, false eyelashes, chin reducing strap. What kind of a present do you call this? What are you hinting at? How did I know what was in it? Nobody would use this but a homely woman. Oh, that's not true. All women use it. They do not. Only the homely ones and I wouldn't touch it. The sales girl in the drugstore said she uses it all the time, and she's not half as homely as you are. What? I mean, you're just as pretty. And that's just about what happened. You walked into a drugstore, saw a pretty face, and didn't know what you were buying. I didn't look at her face at all. If you were going to buy me a present, why didn't you buy me something I could use? Why didn't you get me an ounce of taboo? What's that? My favorite perfume. Well, you've got a dresser full of perfume. Taboo, Sabu, Snafu, Sterno. Enough perfume for any woman alive. Look at those bottles. They're all empty. 
And it's all your fault. You left the corks out and it evaporated. I leave the cork out of my bourbon, don't I? Well, what about it? That never evaporates. You never give it a chance. I don't see why I should have to do without because of your nasty habits. What do you think makes a thing dry up, John? Wish I knew. Don't be so funny. Oh, I'm not funny. I'm sleepy. You know I worked at the office 18 hours without a let-up? That's what you said you did. That's what I did. I did it for what I thought was a good reason, but now I'm sorry. Why? Forget it. What is it, John? What happened? (gasps) You lost your job. I didn't lose my job. I got two weeks vacation with pay. It's the first vacation I've had in seven years, and I wanted to enjoy it. But no, you wouldn't stand for that, would you? How can you say that, John? Of course. Of course I want you to enjoy yourself. Where's the money? In my wallet. Two whole weeks pay. Now do you mind if I rest? You know, John, I haven't had a vacation either. A change of scene will do us both a world of good. If you're so tired, there's only one thing in the world for you to do. He's doing it. Where did he say that money was? Here it is. Two weeks' pay. Blanche, put that money back. Oh, I I thought you were sleeping, dear. What were you doing with that money? What's the matter, Blanche? I'm not doing anything. I'm just counting it to see if they gave you the right amount. It's the right amount. Put it back and go to sleep. You needn't talk like that. I wasn't going to steal it. Who said you were? Just like you to make a crack like that. I didn't make any cracks at all. Go on. Call the police. Have me arrested. Put me in prison. Nobody's putting you in prison. They'll lock me up in solitary confinement. Rats running all over me in my cell. And I stand helpless, shaking, behind iron bars. No way to escape. Blanche. Oh, why don't you send me a hacksaw, John? You're getting hysterical. Well, don't go accusing me of taking your money. It's half mine anyway. It's all yours. All I want is sleep. I don't see why we can't go away on a vacation for a few days. You go. I told you I'm going to do nothing but sleep for the whole two weeks. You'll have to get up sometime. Not even once. How are you going to collect your unemployment insurance? What unemployment insurance? You're going to be out of work for two weeks. You can't collect unemployment insurance if you've got a job. If you're not working, you haven't got a job, have you? That's different. Why? I don't know why. Nobody does it, that's all. Well, what's the good of unemployment insurance if you don't get any money when you're unemployed? Being on vacation is not the same as being unemployed. Don't tell me. What? Clara's husband, Barney, has never had a job his whole life, and he collects his unemployment check every week. He can't collect any checks if he doesn't work. I thought you said they only pay you when you don't work. That's right. But you have to work before you can be out of work so you have a legitimate claim for the money you earned that you don't get. I don't get it. Oh, leave me alone. And I'm telling you now, John, you've got two weeks off and you're going to do one of two things. Do you hear me? I hear you. Either you start collecting your unemployment insurance or else you fill in those two weeks with another job. Another job? This is my vacation. I don't care. It won't hurt you to work those two weeks. And we could use the money. Okay, I'll get another job in the morning. You say it, but you won't do it. Do it now. What? Go on. Get up. 
Get a job, you loafer. What kind of a job can I get at two o'clock in the morning? What's the matter with being a night watchman? I won't do it. I won't do it. You've got no right to deprive me of my two weeks off. I don't care what happens. I won't get another job. All right then. Promise you'll take me away on a vacation. There's no way out. I promise. Will you swear? Every minute that we're away. I know where we'll go. Lake Tahoe. I'll only have to buy a few more dresses, and you can wear your dungarees all the time. Okay. Just tell them you came in from fishing, and if it gets cold, I've got just the thing. Let me show you what I picked up on sale yesterday. I don't want to see it. Just look at this, John. Isn't it stunning? What's so stunning about a bath rug? It's a fur cape, silly. Well, where's the fur? Well, that's the way it's supposed to look. It's the very latest style, sheared beaver. Sheared beaver? It's been clipped. So have I. You have not. This is worth every penny, John. You know I'm a good judge of furs. Oh sure. The past two years you bought a bald mink and a plucked skunk. Well, what's wrong with them? The mink stinks and the skunk shrunk. Blanche, how much did you pay for this one? Only ninety-four dollars. Ninety-four dollars? Oh, Blanche, you didn't. Get that money back. You hear me? Get that money back. Don't get hysterical. As soon as the Blanche, how could you do this to me? I deny myself everything. I've been sewing heels on your old pocketbooks and wearing them for shoes. I've been eating the padding out of my overcoat shoulders to save on breakfast cereal. I don't even drink my bourbon anymore. I just chew the cork and hit myself on the head with the bottle. I never spend a nickel on myself. You bought a bag of popcorn yesterday. That wasn't popcorn. My teeth fell out from malnutrition. I'm warning you, Blanche. Blanche, you're not going to get away with it. What do you want? Hello, Bickerson. This is Mr. Guernsey. Yes.、Uh, oh, hello, Mr. Guernsey. I hate to be calling you at this hour, Bickerson, but something very urgent has come up. What happened? I just received word that our Chicago plant burned down, and we weren't covered. This morning, I filed bankruptcy proceedings, and I'm closing up for good. What? I trust you'll find a new position, and I do wish you good luck. Well,、uh, thanks. By the way, Bickerson, would you mind sending back that two-week salary I gave you? I need every penny I can scrape together. Yeah,、um, sure, I'll send it.、Uh, goodbye. Well, did you hear that, Blanche? No. What was it? My boss, Mr. Guernsey. I lost my job. <gasps> wonderful. Wonderful. What's so wonderful about it? Now you can collect your unemployment insurance. Oh, Blanche. Good night, John. Well, that wraps it up for today's edition of the Tom Sumner Program. We'll be back tomorrow with Armchair Politics. It's, it's Wednesday. It's Armchair Politics at ten o'clock on the Tom Sumner Program.、I、want to say thanks to all the guests today: Stephen Preston from Goodwill Industries International, and、uh, of course、uh, the author of Frankie.、Um, shoot, a lot. Bruce Price. And、uh, we started out this morning with、um, Stephanie Drimmer from Nat Geo Kids. Good night, everybody. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show. We want to acknowledge all of our guests who play such an important role in the show, and our cavalcade of cohorts from coast to coast for their regular contributions. 
most of the musical accompaniment was provided by people in or from the Flint area. Many of the pre-recorded portions of the Tom Sumner program are made possible by Flint's own Steve McComb and Pencil Sketch Recording in Nashville, Tennessee. If you have comments, questions or suggestions about the show, find us on Facebook. This is Prue Clearwater. Join us next time for another edition of the Tom Sumner program. And thanks for listening.